Let's just get fucked up and talk about hockey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ Branson, Zach Vogel, Mike Rogerson. Hey, hey, hey. Hey there. Today we got the St. Louis Blues. That's it. Speaking of buttholes. All right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, I guess the storylines are like Jake Allen out. You're hoping on uh, Huso to pan out and Petrangelo out, and you're hoping on Krug to pan out. Uh, any of those storylines that you guys can think of? Sanko gone. For a little bit, par, is it par for the course? Do you think? Do you think it's going to be all season? Uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be all season. I think they're planning on he's going to have the last month or so. But still, that terrifying word "reevaluated" came up in his injury. Mm-hmm. So that's like that word scares me a lot. Regardless, I had him yeah, at number one. Do you guys him. have him at number one still? No, no. So I'd take it, Ryan O'Reilly. Hey, Jesus. by the, by the way, I'm sorry. Um, I missed everything that you were saying. I couldn't find where this commercial was coming from. There was like a commercial. <laughs> Do you have daily face-off up? A, yeah, but I looked at all yeah. the daily face-offs and I didn't see where, like, usually the commercials only play if, like, your cursor is sitting on it. And, like, I couldn't find where it was. It's just blaring in my ear. I didn't hear anything you had to say. Who was your number one pick? Mine's, uh, mine's Tarasenko, <laughs> regardless of the injury. I mean, I'm on... I'm on edge over here. There's been a drum roll going on. I still don't know who Raj has at number one. I had Braden Chen. Woo! Oh. Okay. All right. I mean, Tarasenko's the best player by far, but he's just, I don't I don't think he's going to play much. He didn't play much last year, and I think Tarasenko, I, w- I would rank him as maybe the most disappointing player of the last few years. Yeah. He's just... He's always, always out. Skill-wise, when he's on, he's a he's a, a monster. What but do you mean, always out? He does get it. This is his third shoulder surgery. The same, yeah, know, the same shoulder. Not, but like, so last year, yes, I'll I'll give you that. He did not play last year, but the year before that, he only missed six games. The year before that, he missed two. All right, like, Mister. I hate like points, paces, and stuff. But did he play a full season? He missed two fucking games. <laughs> And six games. What do you well, mean? Okay, he's dude, always out. Dude yeah, is a volume he, yeah, shooter, he, he and he's on his third shoulder year, surgery. 100%. I had him at number one, and so I wouldn't so fault I. anybody so for, for being worried. Like, dude's a volume shooter, and you use your shoulder. I, fuck, I think we said this last year about his sh- uh, shoulder surgery going into the year. Like, this, this is not the first time that it's happening. Like, he is a repeat offender when it comes to injuries like this. But it just so happens he doesn't he doesn't miss too many games, I guess, outside of this year. In, in recent memory, but you got those words reevaluated in five months, and that was on August 26th. That means we're going to get a new timeline, not even like returning, a new timeline reevaluated, not returning in mid to late January. That's that's something that scares me, but I get it. Like, tank's a tank. You get shots, you get some hits, 30 goals, probably a ton of points to come with it. Uh, Raj, Vladimir Tarasenko went at 66, and Braden Shen 
I think uh, the masses would agree with you. He went at uh, 91.8. A lot of our mocks happened before the the Tory Krug signing, but Tory Krug was next up in terms of ADP. But I mean, I had Shen at five. There's like, there's so much interchangeability, I think, in my top five here. But ceiling, it's Tarasenko. Floor is, you know, he's not playing. So it's a gamble. Yeah, and yeah, and I would 100% agree with that. That's the only reason if it was... If you're making a skill level list, you would obviously be number one. Um, and then, yeah, I think the next four are kind of just a take your pick. Second up, who did you have if you had uh, Tarasenko number one? Ryan O'Reilly. I, I had Ryan O'Reilly as well. Yep. Face off win king. Can we start dot daddy? Is that is that a thing we can start? We got bang daddy. Dude's a dot daddy. <laughs> Point pace uh, yeah. since getting out of Buffalo is just greatly improved. I guess that's something That'll that happen. could happen. That'll, That'll happen, happen unless you're Jack Eichel. He's a 70-point guy now. He was like a 50- to 60-point guy over there. He's got great shots, great face-off wins, often tops of the league. Uh, the points are there, too. I, I like Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, he's great and definitely one of the, the characters for if you have face-offs, he's, all, he's elite. Mm-hmm. If you don't, for being such a selky two-way type of forward, he doesn't have many hits or blocks um, like those guys tend to. But offense and face-offs, he's, he's dude was going in like the twelfth or the tenth round. Sorry, he's just another one of those guys that are super steady. He is just steady as can be. You know, he's going to be playing most games. He's he's never really missed a ton of games in his career. Um, you're right, he's not giving you the hits and the blocks, but he is always going to be above 55% on, <laughs> on face-offs, which is huge. Um, chances are he's going to be giving you 200-plus uh, shots on, on yeah. average. That That's huge. That's huge. And somebody that's in, and on top of it, you're automatically, you know, getting 60, 65, 70 points. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, from the 10th round, I think it's, it's, it's value to just start it off. Um, all right, so I, I just get the feeling that a lot of this is going to be mixed. I had um, I had Tory Krug at number three. What about you guys? Yay. Yeah, some overlap. Me and Zach were, went uh, in hand in hand, one and two. How about number three, Zach? Jaden Schwartz. Okay, I had him at five. So I think <laughs> Schwartz. Uh, was he not in your top five, or do we have all the same five? Tory Krug. I had him at number okay. five. All right. So, I mean, it's just, you know, mix and match. Tory Krug, I'm worried about this a little bit just because do you guys agree that it's a downgrade from Boston to St. Louis as far as top power play, you know, supporting cast goes? I think it could go one of two ways, and it just depends on how the coach wants to set it up. Because without Tarasenko on the power play, that's that's some firepower. Um, so, I mean, the only, the thing that could be an upside is if everything has to run through Krug and they just feed him every time type of situation, but he definitely doesn't have the, he doesn't have the line mates that he did on in Boston. I mean, no, nobody does really. So I think he's going to be a, a sidestep. I think he's a little lower quality line mates. I think he's going to end up around 60 points. I'll take that. That's what I had him pegged at. Yeah, I had him at around 55, 60. Just looking at Petrangelo's career high in power play points, it was 22, where Krug is clocking in at like 30. So, you know, having them in kind of the same breath when it comes to fantasy top power play D-men, 
one could expect that possibly you're going to get a little less power play points. Just those guys in Boston, they're just, you know, Bergeron, Pasta, Marchand. Now is Schwartz, Shen, and Perron. Maybe like Ryan O'Reilly. It's it's a step back, I think. Definitely a step back. It's not like, it's not a power play haven in St. Louis either. Like, they kind of ran 50-50. I think that, that could change. It wasn't so much 50-50, maybe like 60-40. But, you know, Krug being more offensive than Petrangelo was. Maybe they will go 75. I got him in 55 area, 55-65. I don't think we got – or 55-60, sorry. I don't think that 65 Krug is going to be around anymore, the one we saw in Boston at least. Not having Tarasenko there, I think that's that's a pretty big game changer on the power play, especially for a guy like Krug who's – who's the assist guy on the power play. He's not dropping clappers all the time. He's setting up pasta all the time. Yeah. Right? So not really having a trigger man like that on this team could be, could be a problem, but we'll see. What about uh Schwartz, Zach? How do you like him? So I had Schwartz just ahead of Tory Krug because I had Tory Krug at number four. And I can definitely see why even kind of going with, you know, my argument about, uh, Makar as, a defenseman that's going to get you those points is, you know, more valuable than an offensive player that's going to get you those offensive points. But I like Schwartz's game. He seems like he's well slotted into that first uh, that first line and the first power play. Um, he's going to give you hits, not a ton of blocks, but he is also a very super steady player. You know, 12.5% on his career for shooting percentage. I, I love that. That's nine mm. years. That's nine years of being in the NHL, all with St. Louis. Twelve and a half percent. I dig it. I um, love Schwartz as just like a like a mid tier guy. I've never left a draft being super psyched that I got Jaden Schwartz or super bummed out that I missed out on him. He's just one of those guys that is in the background, really helps out on your team, and doesn't really like. Uh, do you know what I'm trying to say? He's need, not like you at the forefront. You yeah, you like players. those players. Yeah, the depth I'm, fantasy I'm not going guys. out of my way to like you know draft him like super high or anything like that but if he falls to you and you're like hey Jaden Schwartz is out there yeah I'm gonna pick him up he is a player that does have a little bit of a injury history though um I will say that he's kind of he's always a little banged up here or there uh he's never played a full season Hmm. so that kind of does put a damper on things but I still like Jaden Schwartz that's going to bring me to Shen at number five. I uh, like the guy for the hits, the shots, the points, the faceoffs. Great in a banger league, like covering everything. But if you're in like a, a pointser, then maybe look for just 60 to 65. And if you're counting hits and shots and whatever, you know, bang points, go for it. Uh, try eligible for now. Yahoo just yanked try eligibility from Giroux and Stamkos and Nylander. And I'm wondering if, if maybe Shen is next up on the list too. So keep a heads up for that. I had uh, David Perron leading my depth. What about so you guys? I. I, had, I had David Perron followed closely by Robert Thomas. Rob Tom. Matchbox 20. I think Robert Thomas is going to have, I think Robert Thomas is going to have a big year this year. We've been saying that for three years now. So, well, he's only know, been it'll happen for two years. So yeah, we, three years. We said it his first year coming in, like watch out for this guy. My note next to uh, Rob Thomas just said, will he? Yeah, just, that's do all it. I wrote. Do like, it, dude. Is, is he going to do it? He looks so great when you see him play. He like he looks skilled. He looks like he's flying around. And it so just give him more than fourteen. Hasn't and a half happened yet, now. but yeah. If he's going to be keeping Tarasenko's well, seat warm, then that's going to be good. 
the shot rates aren't there, but there if he's go. if he's that complimentary piece to like Shen or O'Reilly and and Schwartz too, setting those guys up, we're gonna see some points out of the kid. Yeah, I like I like the way he looks. Um, Perron seems to get no love. I mean, he definitely not for me. I got I got a whole rant here ready for him. Okay, well, let me drop something really <laughs> quick, and then you can just rip his face off. Um, yeah, I think there's a regression coming. He he uh, was called upon to do a lot last year, and he did he did a lot, but I don't think it's going to last. Having said that, would he get 60 points in 70 games? I think I'd expect more of like 60 points in a full season kind of thing going David forward. Prawn frustrates the fucking shit out of me. Two seasons ago, he shot 20.5. Zach and I were like, oh, yeah, that's definitely coming down. It did, okay? But then the points pace went up thanks to, like, crazy high IPP, on-ice shooting percentage, more time on ice. If anybody knows or is, like, a big fan of PDO, this guy's five-year average is 103.18. It should be at 100. This guy is just he's, – he's finding new things to be unsustainable in every single year. So I don't, I don't know where to call him. 60 points, 70 points, 30 points, 80. I don't know. Like fuck this guy, <laughs> like he he got a second wind at twenty eight and just he will not shut down. Fight or flight kicked in and he's just stuck on fight. Dude played in Anaheim, St. Louis, Vegas, St. Louis again every single year. It's just crazy high. Perron is a very Didn't frustrating he play for guy. Pittsburgh for a little bit, too? I think like way back in the day. Yeah, he was in Pittsburgh. I'm just looking at these last five years where you know the PDO has just been out of this world. So I don't know where to put him, but uh. Could be good, you know. Probably is going to be his his, sh- his percentage went down five points last year. What, but shooting? he shot fifty more yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, and he, I think he was like he had third in the league in IPP or something. Like, dude was a nutcase on a shooting percentage went way up too. So, you know, he he dropped one susta- unsustainable thing and just picked up two more. I, I don't know what to call him going into next year, but regardless, he's sixth on my list. Is it time to talk about Zach Sanford soon? <laughs> we can yes please yeah go for yes, it please. do it do it do it as you know i love zach sanford love it love him you love I, a lot I, of these guys well i there's something about zach sanford um and but the only thing is he's 26 years old which is one thing that worries me so i mean you wonder when that breakout is going to happen but man he is another guy come on give him some more freaking time on ice yeah, you know what I mean. It's only he so was, much to go around, but he, he remember that what was it two week period where he was just fucking nuts. That's the thing; he can do it. He can do it. He was wildly underutilized in Washington. Finally, got some, uh, you know, a little bit more time on St. Louis, but still, last year he didn't even break fourteen minutes. He's only at thirteen forty four, which is you know frustrating. It's it's frustrating, but he's a guy. He shot seventeen point eight percent last year. Now, that's gonna go down. That's gonna go down. I get it, but you gotta hope with more time on ice, he's gonna get those shots up. And if that shooting percentage, you know, still stays around his career average, which is thirteen point eight, super fine with that. I think Zach Sanford could have a little bit a little bit of a breakout here. Now, the question is, what is a breakout for Zach Sanford? Yeah, at 26. Not to say it's not happening. He bangs too, doesn't he? Yeah. This past year, in only 58 games, he had over 100 hits. So, I mean, he, he was two hits a game. Two hits a game, two shots a game, basically. He's 
he's in the right position. If he keeps that second line spot next to O'Reilly, the the way the DFOs got them laid out, he could he could do it. If but yeah, thirteen minutes a game, it's tough to it's tough to do much. The only thing that maybe not gonna be Sammy Blake, unless they try to bring up Cairo or something. Mm. Ooh, Jordan Carew. Yeah, that could be fun. Get him going, but uh, so I think the days of Sunquist are numbered, but. I like Jordan. I like Jordan Carew too. I don't think Kyle Clifford's taking the spot. <laughs> How about uh, Colton Perrieco? I had him behind. Who was it? Rob Thomas here. So, Daily Faceoff has him shotgunning power play one with Krug, which I'm I'm not super high on, but I do think that he is going to get power play time no matter what. And with uh, with Petrangelo gone, I think his defensive role is going to really tighten up. So we're probably going to see. An improvement in hits and blocks. The shots are always a pleasure with him. Points is where we start to pump the brakes a little bit because he's kind of a 30 to 35 point guy. Otherwise, super useful. An improvement in hits and blocks? I mean, he's yes. killing it at hits and blocks. He's every, really good, but now Petrangelo is gone. And he, and he always has great shots. Um, Perry Aiko always seems to be a guy that ends up on my team somehow. <laughs> yeah, always. I do have Perry Aiko a lot. And I'm totally fine with that. He He's one of those guys that, yeah, if he is, you know, like in my depth on my defense, I don't want him as my second best defenseman. But if he's three or four for me, yeah, I'm all for it. What do you guys think about Vince Dunn? I kind of had him as a boomer bust, kind of Ooh. hoping that they wouldn't fill the uh, the Petrangelo void and Vince Dunn would be that guy. But it seems like a Early season bust. I know it's not fair to call somebody a bust so far, but his offensive ceiling is like 30 to 35 points with fuck all peripherals. So I don't know what you guys think there. I think he's he's Vince Dunn is what he is. He's done in my <laughs> books. Cooked. Yeah, no no need to get him unless there's some major change. Cause, uh... Uh, Jordan Kiru, I think uh, the kid's got to start getting some time. Sometime, um, you know, should he's going to make hay with his playmaking abilities. There's some goal scoring to be had there. Uh, I think if he subs in on the top line, second line, whatever, I think it's going to be fun. But outside of that, uh, he's a he's a streamer guy. Same for Sammy Blay. Bangs, well, Sam, so yeah, many Sammy bangs. Sammy Blay is just out there. You if you need dude, some 155 hits. hits in 40 games. Jesus, yeah. if you need, sco, if you need dude. some hits, go sco. out and get yourself some Sammy Blay. Oh man, <laughs> let's blaze. Goalies, boys. Jordan Bennington went at an ADP of 41. Uh, Vili Husso was not drafted in any of the mocks that we were tracking. Is Bennington going to be? Yeah, and that's what it, that's where I'm kind of headed. Is is Bennington going to be our workhorse? Like if if Husso doesn't pan out, I don't see like a fifty fifty split the same way Allen did. I don't think there's going to be much of a choice other than you know work Bennington almost into the ground. Husso's numbers for the San Antonio Rampage. I mean, they're one of the worst teams over the last two years. So I don't know if I can really put too much stock in those numbers. Like obviously him putting up those numbers had something to do with the rampage not being good. But if you guys remember back to the Woodley conversation, when we talked to him, he said that Bennington outplayed his environment. So, and that he actually had a really good year. You don't see it in the numbers and everything. And it's impossible to argue with Kevin Woodley because he knows anything about goalies. So I, I feel better. It like kind of puts to bed any of my worries about Bennington here. And if the St. Louis defense could support him a little bit better with Petrangelo gone, I think we're going to get solid numbers. So we'll see how the defense does for Bennington. Yeah, I think Bennington's a a good pickup because of he is going to have a lot of games on a, on a good team, which doesn't hurt. I don't feel 
personally super awesome about having him as a number one goalie without a competent backup. Um, their their decor isn't amazing, and the guy they brought in is pretty much all offense. So curious to see how how Bennington does. Like I said, he's going to have bulk games on a great team, so he's probably a good pickup in any league, anyways. But Huso's was supposed to have that job originally, right? He was supposed to be the guy who got called up, but he was injured when Bennington got called up and just went on the the famous tear that he went on. But oh, it was something. It was. Was he's come back down to earth, which and they're missing their main goal scorer. And all the people that yeah. drafted Bennington, you know, as like the second goalie taken, got exactly what they deserved. Just overall, it's a it's going to be a, a curious year because you know missing missing Tarasenko, missing your one guy who is a real sniper, losing Petrangelo, who's just a great all round defenseman, and yeah, they replaced him with Krug, who's offensively great. But on one hand, I would not be supli- surprised to see them the Blues fall a lot. Right, right now we're talking about them as the second best record last year. I do not see that happening again, personally. You underestimate Craig Berube. Let's see if he can make the magic again. That's going to bring us to prospects. I think. Uh... You'll find no better prospect in the St. Louis system than Scott Brunovich. Offensive D-man probably hitting the show in like two years, I'd say, pretty safely. Yeah, like I would peg him onto a power play when he does hit the show. Uh, he's a very offensive D-man, so I think uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Clem Costin, kind of like a bottom six guy, um, had, had kind of like a, a flash in the pan that turned out to be something fierce for him. Uh, Jake Neighbors, the guy they picked up this year, left wing. Pretty sure he's a big guy. Like, I haven't done so much research. No, not so much. 5'11", 201, good defensive kind of player. I think he's going to fit the St. Louis system a little bit. I think he's solid playmaker. Joel Hofer is a goalie to watch, I think, behind Bennington, who's, what, 26, 27, and Huso, who's coming up, too. So Hofer's going to have his work cut out for him. Really, they don't have the greatest prospect. To be honest, yeah, a lot of them are playing. And they traded a good amount of them away, like Dominic Bach. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I think Pittsburgh got one somehow. Can't remember. Pittsburgh got a prospect? <laughs> via trade, not via pick. Okay. I'd be worried That's there. usually how they get them. I can't remember if, if he went there, but for some reason I feel like that happened. Uh, value picks, who do you guys like? Well, I don't really think that anyone's going to go particularly high. So as far as value picks, I think you're pretty wide open here. I think anyone that you pick is, you know, you're not going to have to really pay up for them. Now, I will agree, uh, Raj. I think I think a lot of people like Shannon, and I, and I totally get why, because of the all-around game. So with Tarasenko not being there, I guess it's going to be Braden Shen, because I still don't think that he's going to go anywhere near, you know. Where, where was his ADP? Sure. 92 92 yeah that's not bad not bad i'll take braden shen at 92 absolutely i think yeah a lot of these guys were late players are i pretty much i think they're all going to be value picks especially because i i think yeah, they you're get... probably going to be able to pick up a player like a zach sanford i think you're going to be able to pick up a robert thomas off of off of waivers i don't know that robert thomas is going to be getting drafted in every league yeah he went super late i think he only got drafted in one or two leagues that's what I'm saying. Nobody ever wants Schwartz, too. He's always hanging around. Yeah, I think he was at like 150. Yeah, and I'll take Jaden Schwartz at 150. 
A hundred percent. For sure. They seem like the whole, like you said, the whole team is good value because they have outside of Tarasenko. They don't have anyone who's great, but like everyone's above yeah. average. Except for Justin Falk. <laughs> Except for Justin Falk. It depends who you ask. Uh, all right, boys. Well, that's it for St. Louis here. We got Boston tomorrow to finish out the series. It it's wasn't gonna, easy. It's going to be a wicked good time. It's going to be wicked <laughs> oh, cool. Kind of hot. So stick around for the Boston Bruins tomorrow. If you guys are digging what you're hearing, feel free to give us a follow on Twitter at FHF Hockey. If you're really digging it, maybe even loving it, we would appreciate a review. It's the best way to support the podcast outside of becoming a patron. This year, we're going to have our patron leagues. I think it's like $2 a month. You can be in a, in a listener league with us and all the proceeds, all the profits from the Patreon are going to go to Hockey Fights Cancer this year. So... You can have fun. We're going to send you some merch if you win a league and everything goes to Hockey Fights Cancer. Good competition, good fun, good cause. Everything's there. Check it out. And thanks for checking us out. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We love you. Love you. Love you.